Pick Up the Six is sponsored by Mudgear. Mudgear serves the unleashed with gear for the modern hybrid athlete that's made tougher. They've created strong, functional performance gear like their performance shirts, shorts, and socks. I wear Mudgear on the regular. Whether it's for a road race, an obstacle adventure, or a ruck, Mudgear can help you gear up for extreme performance. Go to mudgear.com, use the code PUT6, and save 15% off today. Amino Vital is on a mission to provide the highest quality amino acid-based nutritional products to all athletes aspiring to improve their conditioning and performance. They are a partner of our efforts here at Pick Up The Six, and I use their product before, during, and after workouts. They offer the purest and highest quality of amino acid products that help hydration and recovery. Check them out at amino-vital.com and use the code PUT6 to save 20% off today. We first met Dan Skidmore back on episode 93 of Pick Up the Six podcast, and we've been overdue to sit down with him again. Dan was a special operator in the Air Force, and he has a passion for doing hard stuff while also living life to the fullest. He recently teamed up with three other buddies on the Morocco Monkey Run, an adventure that he shares with us, plus his views on training, fitness, and building a bulletproof version of yourself. This is a fun conversation. Can't wait to share it with you. I'm Brian Jodis, and this is Pick Up the Six. All right, we're back. We got, uh, I affectionately call him DS, Dan Skidmore, episode 93 of Pick Up the Six podcast. And here we are, man, almost 100 later. We're down the road a little bit. We're both uh, wiser, handsomer for sure since the last time we talked. There's no doubt. What's up, brother? <laughs> hey, well, how do you earn that wisdom? Just life experiences, I think. Getting That's right. After Some time, it. On, time on planet. Yeah. Time on planet. Good, good reps, bad reps, lesson learned. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to be back with you. <laughs> time, time in terrain, right? Like is one way to think about the way in which you earn those experiences, man. It's just, it's, I'm always pumped and we get to, to hang out and talk like this, you know, our paths cross digitally a lot, right? Just keeping an eye on each other's journeys and adventures. It's one of those benefits of the social media platforms that we're on. We can just sort of, man, keep an eye as to what we're up to. And dude, you were on a Facebook uh, live last week, dragging a sled around while walking your dog. And I was like, get after it. And you're like, let's get on the show. And I was like, hell yeah, man, let's get on the show. And so here we are. Heck yeah, man. I love sled work. It's been one of my staples for years and just dragging things is, is hugely important. And, you know, you, you met me through rucking and yep. which is another primary primordial skill that we have to have, pick up something, throw it on your back, but being, having the capacity to drag something, uh, you know, I, I almost wrote this post. Uh, if you give me a second to tell this quick story, Please about, do it. Uh, Man, the, the I've platform is yours. Well, Dragon Skedco's with uh, with casualties on it is is largely part of our training, especially with pararescue guys. Um, but one time that it came hugely apparent to me was uh, my brother and I were hunting, and uh, we we're sitting in a same tree together, sharing a bow. He shoots one, boom, it goes down. Uh, well, actually, I don't I don't really remember which deer that we shot that took the right turn and went down into a valley. Oh boy. But we had two, two deer. One was easy to recover. The other one, it took us a long time to get down to it. Uh, and then we ended up dragging it together up this hill. And it was just incredibly challenging uh, pulling something. And so how do you get strong? Pick up stuff, carry it, pick up stuff, put it over your head or just drag it behind you. And so it's another 
alternate form of cardio because I hate uh, I hate being on a hamster wheel. You won't find me on it. Uh, nobody ever rode to the fight unless they were like Vikings, uh, which you can you can recreate that if you want to <laughs> right. if you're down with that. But man, just like dragging a body through the woods or just a bag of bricks can uh, do wonders for you. So if you haven't gotten on a sled, pushing, pulling backwards, forwards, and sideways can do incredible things for your fitness. You can do incredible things uh, without having to expend a lot of resources and without having to have the fanciest equipment. So part of what I love about your message is, is like find opportunities in the moment to put yourself in a little bit of stress, but like, dude, go get a tow cable and a carabiner and something heavy to drag behind you, right? Like uh, cowboy up, man, get a bag of sand and a bag that can be pulled in the grass without ripping apart rock and roll. Yeah, just, but just that. Also, a tire. That thing, tire, a tire, right? A tire works really well, and this stems from a, a lot of my knowledge tra- uh, training, wise and strength training wise, comes from the conjugate method. So the West Side Barbell guys, and they're huge in sled drags. And every step you take, you're essentially loading that leg like a like a quarter squat, and then driving hard off that front foot. And so you're getting a lot of really good volume in, uh, but it's not as taxing and it's really healthy for your hips, uh, your back, your quads, and, and more of a restorative exercise than, than everything else that you do. So it adds to that general f- physical preparedness and the cardio aspect. So you're not necessarily using sort of the sled drag day as a, you know, next in line of my strength training, right? Intentional strength training is happening under the bar, right? Doing specific lifts with intentionality, with measurement. But this is, you're using it more as one, I think it's a mental, a bit of a mental game with yourself, right? To go do that. But then also like to your point on flexibility, right? On a bit of a recovery. And also just, there's just something to me. There's something to me about saying, instead of just walking the dog, I'm going to add this other element to it. Instead of just mowing the lawn, I'm going to throw the ruck on to add this extra just element to it. There's something in that little mental win too of doing something extra like that. Yeah. And all of training is connected, right? So everything should have a place. Uh, I like to lift. I like, I like barbell stuff. I've cultivated that over years but then you also have to have the conditioning piece or the recovery aspects i don't necessarily agree with anybody when they say oh i went for a recovery run because everything you do competes for recovery Mm. right and everything you don't do competes for that recovery as well so if you're just squatting all the time you're never giving yourself you know a a chance to build on that if you're doing push-ups or bench pressing or doing too much all the time without fixing you know restorative patterns uh but also training all the time to continually upgrade your system uh you're leaving you know leaving money on the table really uh when it boils down to it and i love this sled because it's it's more of a restorative you can change directions with it you know pull it backwards which is awesome for your knees and your hips um and so you know, if guys have issues, I think we talked some about backwards walking, but that's a great opportunity to put it in. And I'll actually do a lot of sled work, like as my warm up sets as well, uh, mm-hmm. while I'm squatting. You know, hey, do a, do some kind of a variation in between my heavy sets, so it just keeps you moving, keeps the heart rate going, and uh, keeps you engaged on a, a training session. He's Dan Skidmore. I'm Brian Jodis. This is Pick Up the Six. Thanks to those of you watching us on NGBN, watching us on YouTube or listening on Spotify or all the other platforms. Uh, Really excited about what this TV network is going to look and feel like in 2024. We're getting ready to launch then. Our show is going to 
be very similar to what you're used to in the conversations we've had, but a little different in how we package it. So continue to stay with us as we do uh, just that. I also think, uh, I also think you like, uh, I like knowing you're out there doing it. Uh, I also like being the guy that is you're sort of walking the dog. And if you've got the weight on, or if you're pulling the sled, the average guy is driving by like, wait, what, what is, what is that guy doing? <laughs> yeah. I, I had that exact thing happen this morning and it was so funny. Like the neighbors just get a, you know, figure it out. And, uh, and everybody's got a, something to, something to think about it. But have yeah, you seen the, inst- have you seen the Instagram of the guy? He's like talking about being the alpha dad, where his, his garage door comes up. And he's yes. just he's front squatting two seventy five, or he's yeah, walking absolutely. down the street with the that's yoke great. squat on. I'm like that's great. I can see you and that's that guy what, getting along really well. I think so, and I think there's a lot of other dads out there, uh, or you know, guys out there that are looking to put that on. Uh, every neighborhood has it, um, but the best thing to do is get all those guys in one place, or you know, hey, offer to to bring along other guys right. instead of just being that alpha lone wolf, right. like. I think that it's way better to invite people into it and try to grow that pack uh, rather than just trying to trying to you know, floss on everybody about your, right. what you can do. So, um, you know, yeah, invite, that's the, that's invite the beauty. That's the beauty of the way in which F3 was constructed. And these guys have stood up these, you know, their fitness groups, really their men's leadership clubs, sure. right? Like in their local communities, uh, at their local schools, at their churches, in their neighborhoods, uh, and there's something about, listen, I'm going to be pushing harder for longer in the proximity of other people doing the same than sometimes if I'm left to my own devices. It's an it's an easier, it take a little bit longer rest here. But there's yeah. something about when you're pushing with some folks that you're aligned with uh, that, I don't know, man, just, in, you know, it's just you're testing yourself. You're testing your friends around you, right? Um, yeah. We need that. We got to seek it a little bit too. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, there, it comes into training environments, but if you're the top guy in your garage and it's the top out of one, like you're only going to get it. Ah, I sent the own. garage PR again. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, but you're like a fish, you know, like if you only, you can only get as big as your fishbowl. Same yeah. thing with the jujitsu thing is like, you know, if you're the top guy, if you're always only smashing everybody, you only get so much out of that. Um, and it, then it gets into the ego thing and then you start tricking yourself of how great you really are. Um, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of, you know, going outside your network, um, and, and training with people way outside your level, uh, mm-hmm. to remind yourself how awesome you really are. And there's value in competition with that, but at the same time, like bringing those other guys along, right. Leave no man where you, where you found him. Um, but that's, that's part of it. Um, so you know, keep that in mind if you are a single warrior out there just flexing in your neighborhood like and try to try to force multiply a little bit that's right more with dan skidmore quick break we'll be right back attention gentlemen of distinction introducing ngbn.tv the television network designed exclusively for men in their 40s 50s and 60s your go-to destination for entertainment that speaks to you inspires you and celebrates the incredible journey of manhood and here's the exciting news ngbn.tv is coming to roku apple tv amazon and your favorite mobile devices whether you're a sports enthusiast seeking self-improvement or just looking for a good laugh ngbn.tv has got you covered entertainment inspiration 
Brotherhood, coming soon to Roku, Apple TV, Amazon, and mobile devices. NGBN.TV, where men thrive. All right, brother, we're back. Uh, I want to talk about this. I saw you uh, on dirt bikes, motorcycles, traversing <laughs> the streets and markets and countryside of Morocco. So you're stateside now, right? Folks remember from our last conversation, you and your family spend time traveling around. You've got some hotel properties and ventures and you spend a lot of time in Morocco. It's become a, a home away from home. But you just sort of wrapped up a, a, one of those sort of Dan Skidmore adventures. So tell us, man, what that journey was like, why you were doing it, what was going on. I mean, it looked incredible. All right. So 2019, uh, my wife and I, we moved out to Morocco, Marrakesh. It's North Africa, just south of Spain and Portugal. Um, and we renovated a boutique hotel in Morocco. And uh, my experience there has been that it's very safe. It's culturally an Islamic country. Uh, but man, like I've, I've really found a home there and made some great friends, uh, learned a lot about the culture, the language, and, uh, it, and just north to south. I mean, there's endless adventure to be had. And I wanted to share that experience with the world, right? Anybody that has that itch of like, hey, I want to see what else is out there besides like my small town that, you know, America is wonderful, but you got to venture out and broaden the horizons. And so we wanted to be a, a place that people could come and, and organize their trip and, and have a peace of mind that it could be a safe time um, and put some trust in there. So that's what we've done in Morocco. And then through the GORUCK community, I've, I've met a lot of people who are into doing weird stuff and uh, and also challenged themselves. And so made, made some awesome friends out in Des Moines, Iowa, and uh, a couple of events that we had run over the course of the last couple of years. And then one of the other cadre hit me up and was like, hey, I'm coming to Morocco. I'm doing this race. It's going to be crazy. Uh, it's called the Monkey Run. And it's basically a ride. They take you way south. They pick you up. They bus you all day long. It was like a 16-hour bus ride into the Sahara Desert. You pull up to this place, and they give you a, a 50cc motorcycle. And it's not really a dirt bike. It's like a little chopper, but it's a 50cc, you know, <laughs> monkey bike is what you call right. it. Right. That's like, why it's the monkey you look, run. You look like a monkey clapping tambourines as you're riding <laughs> this thing along. Um, and and they say, hey, well, your, this is your adventure, and, uh, and you can take – seven days we're not going to give you the route we're not going to tell you how to get back but you got to get from point a to point b which is back in the city that we picked you up at uh, at another location that they send you and uh and so hey figure it out three two one go and uh and so my my team we ended up being uh it was four of us me uh cory mac and matt and mike and uh and you know, I knew, I knew these guys kind of well before, you know, I put them through the test and put kind of put them through the physical ringer at some level, but I didn't really know what to expect. And like, you know, international travel is always different. They didn't speak a lot of Arabic or French. Um, and so, you know, I was going to kind of, well, actually I didn't even know that I was going to be able to do it with these guys. Um, so they booked their flights, they booked it, they booked everything out, they arranged everything. And then as my calendar kind of figured itself out, um, I was like, Hey, this is kind of looking like I might be able to join in. So literally the night before we, they are supposed to launch, I go with them to this meet and greet and there's, you know, hanging out and I'm like, Hey, well, I'm here. I can do it. 
the schedule all worked out. So I signed up the night before that we were supposed to leave. Um, kind of a last minute thing. Went home, packed my bag because it's already all, all packed. It took me about six minutes to get the rest of the stuff that I needed. And, uh, and we were off on our adventure. All right. So, so the four of you guys, right? You take yeah. this, you take the 16 hour bus ride down there. What's, I mean, like, what's that thing like? So Morocco is shaped very similarly and, and latitudinally to California. So you get a lot of different terrain, you know, north to south. So you go through the Atlas mountain range and then you just keep going. You eventually hit the desert, right? And you get into the Sahara desert um, where there's like big sand dunes, you know, all, as far as you can see, like rolling big orange sand. Um, and so it's pretty crazy uh, in terms of like, you know, just terrain changes is, is one thing, but then the cultural landscape changes mm. too, because you, you see the, uh, the Berbers in the mountains, which is, you know, if you've never researched the Berber tribes and, and what's going on with them through the decades, like it's kind of an interesting history uh, and cultural thing there. Uh, but seeing the changes from the North to the South, was just really interesting. Um, and I was also absolutely ready to be out of that van at the end of it. Uh, yep. I had like a, I had a, a swollen a knee issue. I just injured my knee uh, doing jujitsu and had some like bursitis, essentially like swelling on the knee. And it just got exponentially worse on the drive down. And so I was, <laughs> I was ready to get out. Yeah. So are you guys like two, two man teams, right? How are you, no. how are you before you were together? It, man, if you put two guys on that motorcycle, which we did at one uh, very interesting spot, which I'd love to tell the story about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you got your own motorcycle and uh, and you're good to go there. Now, there were other teams as well. There were, uh, I think there were like 60 guys, essentially. Um, but it's not really a race. It's more of like, a, you know, hey, this is going to be a boondoggle. Figure yeah. it out yeah. and, and create create your own adventure. And we had a we had an idea that we were going to see as much as we could and and cover some ground. So, man, uh, it's phenomenal. Uh, I'd like to see a movie of this or something, right? <laughs> Just to see uh, what sort of hijinks ensue. But tell me about the story of having to put two guys on one of these bikes. What kind of scenario were you in? Like, what was going on? So we had been driving for two days, basically. Um, and, and when we start, you know, you're just doing your route planning and, and terrain association and kind of planning out which direction you want to go. And everybody's going a different way. And I had already traveled to some of the parts, but I hadn't been through this gorge. Um, and I didn't want to retrace any steps that I had already taken. I wanted to, you know, see some new stuff along with these guys. And um, so we went, we started in the south. We went up through what's called Dade's Gorge. And it's just this phenomenal cliff faces on both sides and just crazy terrain going through the atlas mountains and we realized that at one point it was going to take us significantly longer than we wanted to invest in sitting on these motorcycles and also you could get you know uphill first gear you, you know even downhill at, at full speed you're only going about 55 kilometers an hour which mm. equals about 35 kilometers yeah. Or 35 miles an hour so it's slow going so we did some math and realized that it was going to take us a significant amount of time to get around this mountain pass because there's only one way one small road that was going to work out for us and so i said all right guys we want to get out to the beach right our, our end state goal is we wanted to go surfing the last couple of days so you know 
desert to the ocean. That's the goal. And so as we're kind of playing this thing out two days in, we're laying there in and we say, well, what do you guys think? We can either struggle through this or we can try to enlist the help of a local and have them pick us up in a van or a truck or whatever, you know, maybe a, maybe a semi or a bulldozer. We'll find somebody and load them up and, and basically go two or three times the speed to get way ahead. And, uh, and which was going to be kind of a risky thing. And if you don't speak Arabic, like you'd be SOL figuring this thing out. Well, luckily I took some classes and I've got, a, got enough going on that we can work our way through this and problem solve it. And uh, eventually we said, all right, so we had been driving about two hours and then we start looking for, you know, vans, trucks, planes, trains, and automobiles to help us along in our journey. Uh, the first guy that I found, he quoted us way too much. He wanted way too much money to do it. So he said, La Shokran, which means no thank you, and kept on our way. About another 30 minutes of riding, we found this truck. And, uh, and so I'm breaking it down, talking to this guy about what the plan would be. And he said, ah, I can't do it through this area. There's uh, police, right? And there's a police checkpoint. So he couldn't have guys in the back of his truck at the time. So we had to strategically stop, unload one motorcycle. And, uh, and, and he wanted to do it this crazy way, which reminded me, I just read the book Gates of, uh, Gates of Fire again, you know, the story of the 300 uh, Spartans at mm-hmm. the Gates of Thermopylae. Thermopylae yeah. Well, there's a, there's a story in there where Alexandros and his, and they're, they get left behind in this battle. And they, they have you read the book? No, but I'm I'm just thinking back through like some history lessons and knowing some of the story, but like this part you is not something do it, I know. Right? But yeah. the, the, okay, so the movie is one thing, but the story of these soldiers is is incredibly. It's just moving, right? Stephen Pressfield is a phenomenal author. The story, though, they the Spartans leave this guy behind, this young warrior, and he says, "No, I'm going to war." Right, and to, so he chases these guys. He, he basically yeah, leave, so leave them behind along. me and like leave them back home. Like you're not coming to the battle with us. Wait. He was too young at the yeah, time. He was yeah. too young. Yeah. So anyways, they get on a boat and they leave. They Basically, the boat captains double, uh, they basically double, double cross these guys, kick them out of the boat halfway. And I saw this happening with our, with our trucker that we had just loaded up these motorcycles with. And I was like, nah, this is not going to happen this way. Uh, like the, the whole scene was replaying in my head. So anyways, Brian, read the book. It'll change your life. On it. So back to, so. So the guys had to get out of the car, load up two guys, two you know full size men, two hundred pound men, two hundred plus because these guys are real men, uh, and they had to get past this little truck or this little police checkpoint on these little motorcycles. The guy pulls ahead. Uh, he, you know, we we load up and and we pull ahead past the police checkpoint and then load everybody back up and then go over this crazy mountain pass that I was literally really really scared for my life that we were going to tumble off the side because they just had an earthquake there in Morocco. So, you know, the, the ground's a little loose as it is, um, yeah. but yeah, wild times, but moral of the story is, uh, don't be afraid to get on the back of another dude's motorcycle when, when you got to save a couple hours of <laughs> time in the time in the seat. <laughs> I'm just, I, I don't mean it this way, but I'm envisioning Harry and Lloyd riding into Aspen you know, yeah. essentially that size of a, that little bike, right? I get 70 miles of the gallon on this hog. S- smaller than a Vespa. Yeah. About, about half the size of a Vespa. You yeah. had two pairs of gloves this whole time. <laughs> the time? Yeah. It's Ex- the Rockies. That, it, it exactly. Like, it was like that, but just through Morocco. Uh, one more quick break. We'll be back with Dan Skidmore. I want to hear about there are any other crazy life lessons learned from this trip. We'll be right back.
Pick Up the Six is sponsored by Mudgear. Mudgear serves the unleashed with gear for the modern hybrid athlete that's made tougher. They've created strong, functional performance gear like their performance shirts, shorts, and socks. I wear Mudgear on the regular. Whether it's for a road race, an obstacle adventure, or a ruck, Mudgear can help you gear up for extreme performance. Go to mudgear.com, use the code PUT6, and save 15% off today. Amino Vital is on a mission to provide the highest quality amino acid-based nutritional products to all athletes aspiring to improve their conditioning and performance. They are a partner of our efforts here at Pick Up The Six, and I use their product before, during, and after workouts. They offer the purest and highest quality of amino acid products that help hydration and recovery. Check them out at amino-vital.com and use the code PUT6 to save 20% off today. All right, so uh, amazing story about putting two guys on that bike, making your way through. How long does it take you, right? What's the, do we get to the ocean and do we get our surf on? And then just, there's gotta be some, even in that that quick amount of time, some sort of life-changing moments, lessons learned. Yeah, so luckily, like, you know, we we problem-solved through that day. We ended up, you know, going all day. Um, it actually worked out perfectly. But through that night, we ended up falling into a storm. We said, hey, man, we can't push through this. We needed to wait till the morning uh, to push way ahead. And, and we just saw some beautiful scenery throughout. But then the next day, we had to, you know, come up with a plan, get on the bikes early, and we got right to it. We spent like 14 hours on our bikes the next day getting to our next location. Um, and so the route worked out perfectly. The next day we hung out then we eventually made it out to the ocean. We, we completed everything that we wanted to do. Cause if you're going to dive the plan, you're, you're going to plan the dive and then yep. dive the plan. That's, That's right. the, you know, cause when things get hard, you try to steer away from it, but you got to stay the course. Um, and it wasn't without, you know, emotional, uh, pain driven, it, like, you know, we're, we're natural guys. Like you're going to get hungry. You're going to get thirsty. You're going to get irritable. And, uh, and so we, we encountered that and I recently wrote about that and it was, it was about 10 hours into this long, long day on a bike. And, uh, and they were like, Hey man, like this sucks. Like we need to stop. We're not, we're not having fun at all. Um, uh, but you know, talking to each other off the ledge and staying calm, um, and just pressing forward, you know, and, and taking a minute, drink some water, fuel up and, uh, buckle down. And there's a lot of little intangibles that we could talk about. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the biggest thing is like, if you're going to go out and do stuff, hard things with, you know, group, a group, mm-hmm. you want to do a little bit of pre-testing. Right? And yeah. that's why there's yeah. like, a, there's, a, that's why there's a, a selection. You knew, course. you knew going into it with these guys, cause you'd seen them perform in some other, some other avenues before. I, I did. They had at least done a 12 hour event. They've actually done way more. They've done a 24 hour event, you know, walking on their feet. Um, and so those little things add up to the big things, but they got to test themselves. Mm. And so I wouldn't have necessarily wanted to just like throw myself into hard situations where somebody could break down. And, uh, and you saw that with the other teams, like guys are mm. coming in and friendships lost uh, and, and they just like didn't do that. Well, I think people broke up on the trip, uh, but, but man, like just like well, testing you know, ground, man, it's a testing ground to find out sometimes. Well, and every day is a testing ground, right? Because every day is selection. But it, it, that's that's what separates, you know, the, the special operations from everybody else. And then the tier one guys to the next level is continually upgrading. And so, you know, putting yourself through those 
those courses, right? And it's not just, hey, we made it or we've we've gotten to this point and then I can rest on my laurels. But, yeah. you know, for, hey, you're 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, like continually training so you can hit that next trip. You can always be sharpening your skills. And, uh, and I had a lot of, had a little bit of faith in the guys at the time, but, uh, you know, it was just another training trip for everybody. Yeah. And uh, we all walked out of it with uh, like stronger resolve. You know, Joey Baker and I talked about this on a recent episode where, and, and I think there's parallels between sort of just our regular everyday life. And then what he was going through, trying to go through a selection, which is just a big, long event, but like, check this out. So like, oftentimes we'll feel so overwhelmed with everything we have going on that you get so focused on all these big, massive things you have to do that you forget that there are there are incredible wins throughout the process that can keep you moving forward. So in his case, he's like, dude, I'm doing this 24 to 48 hour event. I can't think about finishing the event. Mm-hmm. I'll never make it. I have to finish about, th- I have to think about finishing the next thing in front of me. There's a lot of guys that go through the level of training you've gone through or guys that are going through a hell week if they're in buds in the Navy SEALs. And it's like, you can't make it through the week on day one. You can get mm-hmm. kicked out of the week for damn sure. But can you make it to the through this next movement? And if something's going on in your life or if something's happening where you feel like it's pushing you off your big goals, can you get a win along the way that just is a checkpoint to keep you moving? We ain't going to get all the way to the end today. That's not possible. But can you find yeah. something, right, that gets you a win as you're going? And then... I think back to your point about dive the plan, Tony Romo or not Tony Romo, Tony Robbins, Tony Romo uses pretty good analogies too, I suppose on a broadcast, Tony Robbins uses this analogy of if you leave LA on a plane for Hawaii, and if you get pushed off course by one degree, which doesn't seem like much, and you don't adjust your plan because you got pushed off a little bit, you'll miss the island by like a thousand miles. You just, you got to have a plan, yeah. but you got to be able to move when something happens. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Yeah, you're always course correcting. And I like, uh, you know, thinking about the anybody's selection, whatever they're going through, whether it's life or, you know, military stuff or just, you know, having hard days um, and events. Like I've gone, you know, mule to mule, but I've also gone step to step, you know, like, hey, I got to put one foot in front of the other. And, uh, and sometimes like, especially with the you know, go ruck selection that guys try to try to do uh man, just treat it like a mountain and if it's one foot in front of the other you know like hey eventually your body's gonna break down um yeah and if it does hey well then you didn't go any further and i think that's what happened to joe a couple times but he's grown uh, a lot out of that and you grow through failures as well no doubt about it uh, but stacking those little wins you know and one foot one step turns into another turns into another 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 if you don't look backwards eventually you turn around and like you've covered some serious ground and then that momentum it builds and so you know that can take you just like hey we're going through the holidays right how are you going to stay consistent how are you going to stay motivated well one day at a time one morning at a time getting those reps in and like i'm a big fan of waking up and and doing something doesn't have to be crazy but what happens is when we start moving a little bit, then the, the grease starts rolling and we start getting warm. And it's like, oh, man, this feels good. And then you can just keep it going and you don't want to stop. Bad habits can snowball. Good habits can snowball. Joey told me, he said, man, I was trying to get stronger. I was doing all this training. I felt like I was plateauing. And he said, DS gave me a valuable piece of advice, which was do less. 
He said, I need you to do less. What did that mean? <laughs> I just, you know, okay. So if you're doing all that stuff, just like I said, you're competing for recovery and you're only recovering when you're sleeping and eating. And so, you know, if you do all that work, but then don't address the other things that are critical for growth, then you're going to just be digging a hole and never putting anything back in it, right? We want to be elevating, not just constantly digging down and finding less and less every time you go back. And so I had that very distinctive conversation with Joe and he was crushing it. But like I said, hey, you know, how much do you sleep last night? Ah, like four hours. Okay. Well, instead of doing this extra work, like take a nap. You're going to feel way, way better. You're going to be recharged. And so, you know, it's like that, uh, that, seen um you know the guys are surfing and they're like ah do less do less well you got to do something right, right but right, like, right, you, can't, right. you, can't, you can't just lay there um but yeah man that, and that was a big point for joe is like uh, addressing the recovery and everybody should look at it um, yeah dude it's a busy time man holiday season comes up it's easy for us to get boy overwhelmed with events and family and gathering but one thing i've been trying to focus on and just have my brain focused on going into some downtime is that's time to recharge the battery, but it's also some time to just reflect a little bit, like look back on your last year and think about now, what do you want 24 to look like? And if you're a used Jan one as a reset sometime, or just even just a framework of, all right, this is things I want to make a priority in 24. What, what, what kind of stuff are you doing over the next few weeks just to, to keep training, but also to be, to be reflecting and looking ahead a little bit. You know, that's a great question. I do, I space out hard things like big lifts, right? And that's part of the, the conjugate method that I do is I'm going to re-attack max effort work every so often, right? So I can get those wins or I can just do a gauge on progress throughout the year. It doesn't need to be every month, but I'm going to set those little goals. Maybe it's like the repetition tests that I'll do. So, hey, I'm going to bench press 225 for as many reps as possible without stopping. That's an NFL combine standard. Yep. So I've got a goal. Hey, I'm going to, and I've wanted to improve that over time. Everybody should. And, uh, and then you can stack up and see how you do, you know, with Tony Romo or whatever. Um, that's the guy, right? He's a football player. <laughs> Tony Romo was a football player. Yeah. Was, uh, okay. I, I would, so, I would care to bet. Uh, uh, he was not a heavy 225 bencher would be my guess at quarterback, but I so, so it's funny. So I'm here in the, the land of the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, you know, they should have, they got robbed. It should have been in the national championship for the third time. But anyways, uh, that's neither here nor there, but it was a funny thing during that monkey run. We stopped out in Marrakesh with my buddies. We went into a, do a little workout at my home gym, you know, the, the muscle madrasa there in Marrakesh. And, uh, I said, Hey guys, well, what are we going to do? We're going to get a little pump session. So we did the max effort 225 test because it was a quick thing. Like, yeah, see how you're doing today. And uh, and then as we were talking later in the day, we start looking up. Hey, how did this how did this guy do? How did this guy do on the NFL combine? And uh, and then we realized that the, they don't even make the quarterbacks do it, which I they thought was totally lame. Yeah, I would sucks. like to uh, know if they can do it. <laughs> Oh, of like course they can. Um, but, and it's like, you know, return on investment, whatever. Anyways, uh, that's neither here nor there, but I use little tests like that, um, uh, on certain lifts or, you know, a distance carried or whatever it is throughout the year. So I can keep working on that, right? It's not these random challenges that, yeah, it's always going to be hard, but you always come back to like a couple benchmarks that you can say, Hey, I'm going to do this once a month or I'm going to in a quarter, 
you know, three, three months from now, maybe four months from now, I'm going to retest and see what my progress has been. So I, I, I do that a lot. And, uh, and just as a, as a progress check. Yeah. That's awesome. Dude, what else is going on, man? I know you got ruck wraps. So I'd love for you to plug stuff you got going, things you're working on ways that our audience and listeners and watchers, man, can just get connected to you and support things you got going. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, you know, we rebranded from Ruck Wrap, uh, which started off as floss bands, right? Compression for recovery, which mm-hmm. if you've had a, any joint pain, ankle pain, you know, if you knee issues, swelling, basically reducing swelling, pushing your blood flow and uh, and trying to handle inflammation because inflammation can be good, but it can also limit you. And, uh, and you know, if you look at Donnie Thompson once said, and Donnie Thompson is one of two guys to have ever set a 3000 pound or more powerlifting total in three lifts, 3000 pounds, do the math on that. Right. This is a superhuman Same. guy that figured out that. He, and he was in his forties when he did it, he had to figure out how to train smarter than everybody else. Right. And he said, I'll quote Donnie. He said, when people figure out compression, they're going to say that it's cheating. Mm. So, so, Hey, why not? Right. Why not do a tool, use a tool that can help you stay in the game for longer. That can get more out of your body. Right. And so we use floss bands for a really long time. Uh, but then eventually wanted to add to the, the toolbox that your backpack and put positive things in there. Cause I've carried around my gym bag. Well, I need bands in there because I do a lot of band training uh, to help support all the lifts that I do or, you know, add bands to my barbell for accommodating resistance, which is, you know, accelerating through the top of a lift that's going to help you build speed and power and stability. And so we've, we've, we rebranded the bulletproof bands and, uh, and Joe and I, uh, Joe, Joe Baker, we didn't, yep. man, I, th- I actually told Joe that I was going to talk to you and that's so funny that it's coming up. Uh, but Joe's been my main man on that. Uh, when I, when he was looking at starting his, um, his training group and throughout the entire process, I was like, man, I want to make you bulletproof. Yeah. And he ran with that. And and that's a huge goal. It's like, if you have that bulletproof mindset, right? Well, you can tone your body so much and you can work on all the little things that, tr- that very common, traditionally things that go wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Ankles, knees, shoulders, you know, neck, right? But if you can dial those little things in to be more resilient, that's bulletproofing. All of, that's just bulletproofing the body and then start bulletproofing the mind and, uh, and work through that. So, you know, we, we've got bulletproof bands, we've got the floss bands, we've got uh, the, you know, single loop rubber bands that you can train with, whether you're on the road or in your home gym, and just trying to up the education on that and guys get guys stronger, you know, it's adding tools to the toolbox. Yep. That's awesome, man. Yeah, dude, he, uh, we had a great conversation um, and he's even uh, sent some lifts my way that have made me feel stronger and, um, more flexible, more fit in a very quick amount of time by yeah. folding in. And they're like, they're like three lift circuits, man. A one, a B three lift circuit. Boom. You can be in and out in 30 minutes, get a great workout in. Uh, so I was grateful for that uh, because I know you were a big part of sort of training him up in that, bro. This has been fun, man. I'm glad we got a chance to do this. We got to come yeah, back really and appreciate you. keep it going. Hey, hey, every hundred or so episodes, but <laughs> I really appreciate you having me on and like, you know, reach out in the morning and i just do those live videos i should do more often because i yeah. you know social media is so it's so toxic but also it's there's so much positivity you can get them out of it and just connecting for you know a little bit and sharing some stories and hopefully helping somebody else along the way like giving some inspiration to, to keep training like no matter what they got going on like you got to take care of your physical beat and everything else will, will snowball into the positive, right? We don't want to yeah. regress. And if you have regressed a little bit, like all it takes is that next first step, positivity, 
Yep. Getting back after it. That's right. All right, brother. Good to see you, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Brian. He's Dan Skidmore. I'm Brian Jodis. That's been Pick Up the Six. We'll see you guys next time.